0: Hello, everybody. This is Robert Yerby, and this is one interesting thing about insurance. I am an insurance professional. I've been in the business uh, going on 25 years. Nobody cares. Nobody's impressed by that, and I totally get it. Uh, I am the guy at the golf outing that is pointing out to everybody, hey, you know, I see lightning off in the distance, and maybe we should take cover, because not for nothing, but you don't even actually have to be struck by lightning, like you could just hit nearby, and that could impact your cardiac and respiratory health, not only just immediately, but like for years to come, and, and yeah, so maybe we should take shelter, and yeah, everybody's looking at me like, hey, come on, all right, so today I have with me my, my son Brandon, Brandon, say hello,
1: hello. Happy to be here. Uh,
0: All right. Happy to have you. And uh, we've got something to talk about. Mm -hmm. I didn't tell you anything about what we were going to talk about, but we have plenty to talk about. Yeah. No, you didn't. So you and your wife, Alex, are expecting a baby in January.
1: That's right. Beginning of January. That's the due date.
0: (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. And uh, I, I, I wouldn't be... Uh, a good father or uh, insurance agent. If I didn't mention life insurance, and we had talked about that a little bit yesterday and today, mm-hmm. but that was for you. I want to. I want to ch- change it up a little bit. Have you ever seen the the advertisements for life insurance for babies?
1: Uh, honestly, no. I don't. I don't think so. No. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not watching cable much these days. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not seeing a lot of commercials in general, but.
0: Okay. Hey, no, no problem. I, I, I feel like when I was, you know, at that age where I was, you know, first having kids, I was getting a lot of like, uh, like statement inserts in like credit card bills or maybe like with my, my Columbia house, you know, CD deliveries. They would have this like Gerber baby grow up life insurance program. Does, does that sound familiar?
1: That's starting to ring a bell. Okay. Um, yeah. Don't don't know the fine details, but you're in Gerber.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, Gerber's baby food. but yeah. They also, I guess, I don't know if they lent their name to this life insurance program. I, I have. I'm really coming into this pretty cold and uninformed myself. Mm-hmm. But I definitely remember just being like inundated with, oh man, buy your buy your baby life insurance. And I might be a little off on these numbers, but if it was, you know, a $10,000 face amount or death benefit, maybe it was 25000 maybe it's 50000 I, Yeah, I really don't know. I don't, I don't really want to get too bogged down in the details of the coverage, but if I told you that people were buying life insurance on their newborn babies, does that, does that sound strange to you? Or does that sound like? something people absolutely should do.
1: Well, um, that sounds a little strange to me. You know, my extremely basic understanding of life insurance policies is that they're there in case a a person passes away and they're leaving some dependent behind that they need to provide funds for. And I guess in a scenario of a newborn baby, that wouldn't be the case. So. Yeah. That yep. would be my basic question. Is...
0: Presumably, like, it's not some Instagram famous baby that's, like, bringing in a lot of revenue to right. the household, right? I wouldn't think so. It's not those Olsen twins from Full House, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it, it. I definitely see how it could be strange to somebody to think that they would need a death benefit when their baby passes away. Let me throw this at you, though. Your baby's not even born you love you love your son already am I right absolutely okay so imagine something happens and your your son uh, yeah passes away some we, actually we were talking at the bar yesterday about the most common ways that that babies and toddlers die that's bar talk for an insurance guy I guess
1: yeah, it got dark um, for half a second yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah so it's car accidents and drowning and stuff like that if if your baby dies in a car accident like imagine for a second how awful that would be do you think you might need to take some time off of work and recover from that do you think maybe you need to go to some grief counseling like with your wife and does you know a $25,000 death benefit help in that maybe it does mhm i always used to say yeah, if anything happened to any of my sons, like I would be an absolute wreck. I would be a mess. And when I was, you know, traveling one week a month, you know, for my agency, I was like, man, I'm not getting on a plane. I'm not making that trip. And I don't know how many months it's going to take for me to be able to do that again. But I mean, my, my income will definitely suffer if something happens to him. So I could definitely see, and there there was a point where we had, I don't know if it was like a twenty. 10000 or $20,000, you know, benefit if one of the kids passed away, that, that probably wasn't even enough to pay for a funeral, but mm-hmm. we, we definitely had something. So there, there's another thing too, like you'll want to have a funeral for your baby and those aren't free. So the death benefit itself could definitely be useful. Okay. The good news is babies don't die very often in the United States. They, they don't die very often at all. We talked about car accidents, talked about drowning. No, nope. I mean, that definitely happens. You need to be aware of that. Get, get the child seats. All right. Get a gate for your pool. But the good news is babies don't die very often in the United States. Good to hear. So with that in mind, then, is there some other reason why people would be buying these, these life insurance policies for their kids? And there is. Okay. There's, there's another reason. Okay. And that is to protect their insurability. So, as we're sitting here today, you and I are both you know reasonably healthy, and we can get life insurance. Uh, it's it's always possible something horrible happens and you become uninsurable. Okay, you get diagnosed with some you know form of cancer, uh, ALS. I mean, I I, I don't know. There's, there's a bunch of different things you could come down with. Same is true for kids. The kid could get diagnosed with something. It's going to be a chronic illness or a terminal illness. And, you know, the hey, the good news is we're always coming out with, you know, new therapies and drugs and treatments and surgeries and whatever to, to help people manage disease. But maybe this diagnosis is one that makes their... Insurability—a uh, huge question mark. But they're living into adulthood and want to have, you know, a, a quote-unquote normal life. Maybe they want to have a family. Once you get into having a family, you're going to want to have life insurance. Maybe they're maybe they're not having a family, but they they start a business, right? Maybe to get a small business loan, they need life insurance. Uh, you're protecting the insurability of that child, that's one of the selling points. And, and I, I certainly don't have any of their marketing materials in front of me that I'm looking at now, but I know that that's one of the selling points is you protect the insurability of your baby because when they get to be 18 or 21 or whatever the age is, like they double the death benefit for the kid and it, the policy kind of transfers to them Maybe it also is building cash value. I'm not sure how quickly or how big a deal that part of it is.
1: So I guess a few, I guess, clarifying questions. So when, and I just want to make sure I'm following. So when you mean protect the insurability for a child, for a life insurance policy, are you uh, stating that when a newborn is initially you know, go through the process of applying for a policy. They might have any sort of medical underwriting done, things like that. Once the policy is in place, they won't have to do that again for at least the rest of their childhood. Or is it something where the policy needs to be revisited over time?
0: Well, actually the policy is going to be issued to the child um, on a guaranteed issue basis. They w- there won't be any medical underwriting. There won't be any kind of underwriting at all. It's, it's guaranteed to be issued to that child. Mm-hmm. So okay. it it is designed to be a permanent policy. So they're they're never going to do any medical underwriting on that that baby at any age so long as the policy remains in force
1: and that continues into adulthood. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, theoretically they could mm. have it their whole lives. And I don't know how long that company I keep saying Gerber. There there's probably multiple companies like that. I just I know I'm imagining the little baby, the Gerber baby face on the solicitations that I saw a million times. There's got to be people that had it their whole lives and actually, you know, passed away and had the death benefits paid. That's probably happened umpteen times.
1: Well, that's that's interesting to me and it and it's interesting I guess that these insurance companies are so willing to provide that policy from childhood into adulthood. Because I know you, you just touched on a minute ago about you know children, they they get uh, diseases, chronic diseases that carry into adulthood um, that can start at an early age. But just in general as well, children are, are prone to injury. They change drastically. They're growing through childhood and they're going to be changing. Their bodies are changing. And that's it's interesting that no sort of Revisions would need to be made to the policy from, like, a, a medical perspective. that they continue well, to be insured.
0: Well, let's let's not give them too much credit. I mean, they, these insurance companies—they're not charities. <laughs> they're not. Yeah, yeah, they're making money. Okay, I think it's and and I don't have any insights into the financials, but I, I think it's pretty good business. Because here again, like, there's not many babies that are that are dying prematurely in the United States. Hmm. Most of them are going to reach. Adulthood, oh by the way, I also want to say there's some some provision where like the the policy isn't enforced until the kid is like ten days old or something like that okay, so they sidestep a lot of the like real newborn stuff that could go wrong, which by the way i I, I mean I definitely can't speak intelligently about, but yeah, if your baby lives past ten days like real good shot, the baby's gonna live to see its first birthday okay. Does it seem crazy, morbid that we're talking about this? <laughs> and your wife's in a baby shower right now.
1: Uh, well, a little bit, but it, it's definitely an, an important topic to discuss. Uh, I know you had mentioned that we had talked about life insurance, adult for for <laughs> yeah. adults, and yeah, yeah, it's an interesting topic and something that you know sh- should be given a second look.
0: I, th- I think when you talk to somebody, just a random person, about life insurance for a kid. You, you there's an interesting dichotomy there people either think that's that's crazy and this like why would anybody have insurance on their kid that's that's just strange and then other people are like yeah i, I totally could see that 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 makes perfect sense
1: <laughs> it, yeah well i can tell you that if and when i decide to have this conversation with my wife <laughs> i i don't think it'll be super easy to navigate because i think from her perspective, it's going to come from a place of uh, it being, you know, a, a morbid yeah. discussion to have, and and I and I don't think that's unusual. I I think that it can be uncomfortable to talk about life insurance and having a a loved one or a friend pass away, and how do we handle those situations from like a financial perspective?
0: Yeah, and I'm not I'm not endorsing buying these plans for your baby. Yeah, full disclosure, I <laughs> I didn't buy them. That's, that's okay. not the insurance that I had for my sons. It sure. was always like you checked a box on the employer life insurance. You know, when they, they sent the forms around once a year, like, do you want to elect, you know, for the life insurance for your spouse, for your kids? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I feel like we checked the boxes and that's how we got it. We didn't buy the, the permanent plans. So I'm definitely not endorsing that. This podcast is not sponsored by the Gerber grow up <laughs> life insurance plan. Uh, oh. right. And if, if somebody were to say, "Ah, I'm just not buying life insurance on my kids, I would understand that too. By the way, you can't buy insurance for every, you know, single risk in your life, right? You have to pick and choose. Mm -hmm. So are you going to choose this? I mean, that's a personal decision. I I don't know. Okay. Would you call that one interesting thing about insurance?
1: It is one of many interesting things.
0: (laughs) Insurance for babies. (laughs) That's interesting. Okay. Well, cool. Hey, if you like this topic, if you like the stories, if you like the style and you need insurance continuing education, check out our courses. We have live webinars available at bmfce.com. Thanks for joining us and thanks for hanging out, Brandon.
1: Yep. Thank you.